Good morning, Packers fans. Aaron Eckler here with your Packers Daily Chat, coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Apologies for my late arrival. Many things transpiring to keep me off the air this morning. Uh, first, okay, yes, I was late because I had a late night last night, still feeling the effects, as it were. And so I thought, you know, push it to 1030. But now I can't find, like, to save my life, the cord for my light is gone like it has disappeared it has gone into the ether so i have like i've been searching for the last five minutes for this cord that plugs into my light that illuminates my face it's probably a better program for you all that you can't see me but i mean i'm seriously sitting here like it just disappeared (laughs) i don't i don't have a big place i'm like there's no i don't know where it could be I've looked everywhere three times. Anyway, good morning. I hope you're all doing well. <laughs> hope you're all having a lovely Friday morning. Wherever you are, the Packers doing what they do. It's very quiet. And getting ready for the draft. And all of you are here. The puppy chewed the cord. Big Daddy Cool Breeze chiming in. What's up, Big Daddy Cool Breeze? Good to see you. Hey, speaking of Big Daddy Cool Breeze, do not fret, ladies and gentlemen. Live Packers trivia will return to the YouTube channel later this offseason, post-draft. So, I know Big Daddy Cool Breeze is a daily participant, so be there. Could the Pack? Oh, Callum. Callum's starting us off hot. Could the Packers conceivably trade back in the draft? Conceivably, yes. I think they will do both. I think at some point during the proceedings, they will both draft. Uh, players and they will move up and they will move down anything is possible with brian gutekunst brandon thank you for the super chat which pick do you think goot is more likely to trade up with 22 to go up and get their guy or 28 to grab one of their first round grades either one is possible brandon but yes i would suspect 28 that would be my my guess for the very reason you're stating in the sense that you know every draft has for every team in a different way, so many first round grades on draft picks and on prospects. And if you see a guy falling that you think is worthy and you think you want to go up and get him, that would be the time to do it. So of the two, yeah, I think 28 is more likely, but who knows? Now I say that and watch him take both picks and get up in the top 10. Jason, thanks for the super chat. Morning nags. I'm a new cheese at TV Patreon member. Well, thank you, Jason. Are you going to be on any DIC shows this year? Why doesn't Renner understand the Packers' way of doing things? You need to set him straight. Uh, I will have uh, Renner on again a couple, probably a couple times. We've exchanged messages already this offseason. And look, I love Mike. I think he does a great job over there at PFF. And I do love to give him grief about the A.J. Dillon thing last year or two years ago. But I think he does great work. I really do. And you talk about a guy who puts the work in, watches the tape, does the work as far as the draft goes, and does understand. I think he does understand, um, maybe not the Packers' way of doing things, because who does, but the idea of projecting these players forward, etc. I like him a lot, and we'll definitely be talking to him at some point here in the offseason here on the channel. That's the puppy. Does the dog ate my light? I don't, I just, I'm serious. I'm telling you guys, like, the the 
the books, the books that my computer are stacked on is where I set it, the cord, specifically last night. So I'd be like, okay, so when it's time to set this back up and do my chat, I'll have the cord right here. And it's just gone. What? What? I'm telling you guys, it's it's madness over here. Is the sweet spot in the draft this year, second round through the fourth? Robin, let me tell you something. It's that every year. Like, this is the thing. Like, the draft industrial complex has got everyone kind of wired to this idea of these saged, learned men and women who cover, quote-unquote, the draft, telling you where the positions of weakness are and how the depth falls and blah, blah, blah. And every year. It's, ooh, the meat of this draft is through the second, third round. It's every year. Yes. Yes. Because in the sense of the general public really overvaluing the first round, yes, of course, the second through third rounds are way more valuable. Because eventually, two or three years down the line, when these guys become players and become like, you know, guys who are contributing and a major part of your team, et cetera. And I'm not just talking the Packers, any team. Then you look back and you're like, oh, well, the meat of that draft is in the second and third round. Well, no kidding. Yes, because no one paid attention to it. And no one talked ad nauseum about these 20, 30 guys, you know? Don't get me started on the dick. Do not do it. The draft industrial complex. I'm, I'm just, I'm, yeah, no. Too old for this. Thanks for the super chat. I'll be going to a Man City game at Lambeau, my first time ever being there, and a Packer game in London. Feels so darn backwards. That is that is something. But, hey, you're going to have a great time both both days. Dude, that's awesome. God bless you. Chris, good morning. Thanks for the super chat. Color me greedy, but I'd like to trade up for London and then hope and pray that Jameson Williams falls to us at either 28 or later in the draft. Yeah, I think Jameson will be taken later before later in the draft um london trading up for london i don't i don't see that i talked about this yesterday i i think he's a really good player and i really like the idea of him in green gold but i don't think you need to trade up for him i don't think there's any i just don't see the athletic traits or explosiveness or what have you that would warrant having to give up draft capital to go get the guy i mean that's just me but who knows i mean they went and got amari rogers last year so Anything's possible. Um, Big Daddy Cool Breeze. What's up, man? Almost 200 watching and only 43 likes. Smash that like button, people. Big Daddy Cool Breeze. You know what it is, Big Daddy Cool Breeze. It's the light. It's the lack of light. This is why I need to find this cord. I don't know. I don't know where. I got the light. See, look. Oh, I can't bring it out because it'll knock everything over. But I have this big light. And it's not plugged in. And not shining because I can't find the fucking cord. This is so bad. It's so bad. I'm so, I'm sorry, people. I'm, I am giving you a subpar Packers Daily. But you know what? It's Friday. So, you know, it's all right. Rick, what's up, man? Thanks for the super chat. All we heard all training camp was Amari Rogers, Amari Rogers. What happened? They traded for Randall Cobb. I don't understand why people don't get this. Randall did and does all the same things. And there's only so many ways they can utilize that skill set and that type of receiver. 
And that was Randall Cobb's job. I'm very interested to see now that Devontae's not in town, how they go about getting both of those guys on the field because they absolutely have to. You cannot keep Amari Rodgers on the sideline all year again. Can't do it. Um, and I will also say, even though he was not getting thrown the football, I would encourage you, if you're a total nerd, i.e. like myself, um, go back and watch the coach's tape when Amari plays. And that kid absolutely balls out in the running game. Like, I know we make fun of, like, the wide receivers who block, blah, blah, blah. Like, like your job is literally to catch footballs and you're not catching any. But, you know, you can't throw yourself the football. He is lights out. Go back, watch the Washington game, the Pittsburgh game, and there's, like, one other. Like, he is just, I mean, doing work in the running game where whether it's springing Aaron Jones, whether it's, like, just rooting guys, like, safeties out with his like on the perimeter, he is balls to the wall, physical in the run game. And look, that's what you want from a guy. He's not getting a ton of looks, obviously. You know, he's not heavily involved in the game plan, if at all. But he is still out there making the most of every single down and every single opportunity to put something on tape to make you go, oh, hey, who's this kid? Um, So, yes, I think Amari will get more opportunities going forward. It's not his fault that he didn't last year because his effort was definitely there and his want to. And I know people point to like, he has, he had a drop and like he didn't exactly like uh, make people miss in open space, etc. Although I do think he got what he could get in most instances when he was thrown the football, go back and watch the Arizona game you know, where he does have a drop. And then literally the next play, Aaron comes back to him and he gains like seven yards from a pass in the flat, you know, after making somebody miss. I'm telling you, man, the the promise, the upside, it's all there. He just needs to play. He just needs to get on the field. And it's no fault of his that, you know, that he didn't last year. Dean, thanks for the super chat. Thinking of 2009 to 14 safeties. Wow, that's a deep thought this early in the morning on a Friday, Dean. Early safety pick looking intriguing, in my opinion. Love Amos Savage, but at what point slash metric do they stay or go on Savage? Very, very uh, interesting question. Uh, Perry Goldstein put it out there yesterday on Twitter. I'm all for it. I would love them to utilize one of those first-round picks on a safety. Um, Not only because you want to keep looking forward, get yourself ready in case, you know, Savage, I suspect they probably won't pick up his fifth-year option. They want to like move on from him. Although, who knows? Maybe he balls out this year and they sign him to an extension. Totally possible. But um, just to keep yourself kind of safe there and or give yourself a suffocating secondary, I'm all in, man. I would love it. Somebody who makes you pay the rent over the middle, do it. I have no problem with that. And I love it because if they took a safety – and then say an offensive tackle or a defensive lineman in the first round instead of a wide receiver, Twitter would absolutely melt down, which is hilarious because thank God Twitter ain't in charge. Um, we did draft a returner in Kylan Hill. We all know what happened there. I mean, that was a freak injury, obviously. Um, love Kylan. Hope he, he's back right as rain when camp starts. Do you think the Packers have a year or two to draft Bakhtiari's replacement. We know how important the Packers value the left tackle position. 
Sure, Robin. I mean, he's still under contract for a number of years, but yeah, they they are always going to be looking. There's no doubt about it. And look, <laughs> there's no doubt that you want to solidify left tackle, blah, blah, blah. But hey, man, Bakhtiari was a day three pick. And I'm not saying you can just wait to day three and, you know, make that pick and you'll be fine. You'll be set. You got to develop the guy, etc. But, you know, if the Packers have shown nothing else, whether other than Ted or Brian, they know their offensive linemen and they know what they're looking at when it comes to guys either on the interior who need to kick out or even just tackles who like Yash, who they're going to redshirt and let stick around for a while and develop and become a pretty damn good serviceable player. Yeah. I, there's no doubt that they'll be looking at the position and look, let's not get it twisted. Bakhtiari is expected to come back right as rain, good as gold. And I do think he'll be ready for week one. He'll be there through off season and training camp, et cetera. But man, right tackle is still a spot that you're just kind of maybe not scratching your head, but you know, Yash will be back and maybe they bring back Dennis Kelly on a one-year deal, et cetera. But that's still a spot that you're looking to fill in my eyes. Right. I mean, it's ongoing. The job is ongoing. John, thank you for the super chat. There needs to be a report that the Packers signed Kumaro today, so we don't know if it's an April Fool's Day joke or not. Go, Pack, go. John, there is nothing worse. Can I just say? May I just make this plain and clear and simple? There is nothing worse than an internet April Fool's joke. Like, nothing. there's nothing. Nothing worse. Nothing. None of them are funny. None of them are clever. They're all dumb. They're all the worst. I'm not saying that. Uh, I understand what you're saying here, but I'm just advancing the narrative, as they like to say, because holy cow, it's the worst. Did the Packers lose Steno? Uh, unless something happened since I went live. No. He's your offensive coordinator, my guy. Why are, you, why are you trying to, like, poison the well here early on a Friday morning? Rick, thanks for the super chat. Cobb was hurt for quite a while is why I asked. Love your work. Have a great time at the shelter. Thanks, Rick. Um, He was indeed. And for whatever reason, they did not throw it that body type or that part in the mix. Got to think some of that is due to Aaron Rodgers not uh, trusting, quote unquote, uh, the rookie receiver. And this is why I always talk about like, you know, great. You're going to draft a bunch of wide receivers. Awesome. Will the MVP throw to them? Will he deem them worthy? Will the position coach put him on the field? Remains to be seen. Big Daddy Cool Breeze. What's up, man? Better hangover reducer, Cranky Pat's Pizza or Darboy Fried Chicken? Oh, 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 that's Darboy. That's Darboy 100%. And are you trying to insinuate something there, Big Daddy Cool Breeze? Because you might be on the right track. Chris, what's up, man? Thanks for the Super Chat. Much like the Packers in recent history, I've overlooked our special teams. What's going on there? Is Mason Crosby likely staying or going? I thought for sure he was on his way out the door, but so far they have both kept him and they have talked about him being their kicker and being there next year and blah, 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 while carrying three kickers on the roster. I know it's all, you know, don't pay attention to what they say, pay attention to what they do, but he is on the roster and they are carrying him and his cap hit. So it would seem that, yeah, Mason Crosby likely staying. 
which is kind of nuts. Happy plain pizza day. Thank you, Gary. I'm very much looking forward to my plain pizza earlier or later this evening. What are the chances of getting Henry Black back since he's a free agent? Uh, high, I would suspect. I can't imagine his services will be in much demand. I really think if someone else can do kickoffs, it would help. I get, I, Dean, I hear you, but, you know, you're paying this guy top dollar. He's one of the highest, if not the highest paid kicker in the league. And you're paying him to miss kicks and not get the ball in the end zone and kickoffs? I love Mason Crosby. I love Mason Crosby. I sound like Matt Mamba right now. I love Mason Crosby. But Father Time is undefeated, and Father Time is kicking Mason Crosby's ass. And they're paying him a lot of money to watch him lose that bout. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. Marshall, thank you for the super chat. Saw a few insane takes that the Packers are considering switching Aaron Jones to slot wide receiver. I thought it was crazy because of the presence of Cobb and Amari. Do you think that's a possibility? I mean, straight up, no. Of course not. He's a running back, and he will remain so. But do they utilize him from the slot? Do they utilize him out wide? Do they utilize him as a receiver? I think a 1,000%. I think there's no doubt. Zero question. You've got to, you know, utilize your talent. That's on hand, and Aaron is certainly that. I do I do love when I suspect maybe not fantasy football people, but like, you know, folks, analysts, whatever, start to talk about, you know, personnel utilization. And look, yes, will Aaron line up all over the place? Absolutely, but he's still a running back. He's still gonna be a running back. Um I love the idea of putting Aaron and AJ out there together in the huddle. And defensive coordinators going, okay, and you go, say you go heavy, right? Let's say you have two tight ends, two running backs, one wide receiver. So your defensive coordinator is like, mm, okay, assuming it's an early down, you know, I'm going to go base, I'm going to go heavy, etc. And then you come, you break the huddle, and Aaron Jones lines up wide, you know, or in the slot. And the tight ends spread out. And all of a sudden, you're in a spread formation with this heavy personnel, and the defense has three linebackers, two safeties, etc. Now you're cooking with gas and you've got Aaron Rodgers to direct traffic. I love that idea. Now you're not going to do that every play, obviously, but that's the chess match, right? That's the gamesmanship that would lead to Aaron Jones being utilized like that. But being used or switched positions, no, that that's not going to happen. He's a running back, no doubt. Uh, Dylan and Jones on the short throws generate tons of yards over the span of a game. Correct, Brandy. See, Brandy gets it. Brandy knows what's up. All right, everybody, I'm going to have to get going. I can't thank you enough for hanging out, talking Packers. I apologize again for my lack of light. I'm going to, like, tear my apartment apart looking for this damn cord. Um, but thank you so much for hanging out every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels, talking Packers. Thank you so much. Please, please, please do me a monster favor hit like on the video, subscribe to the channel, and then tell your friends and tell your family, Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great weekend. Go Pack Go.